Welcome to Getting Through It, where we're here to help you get through it. I'm John Buery, and as always, I'm with someone who's come to know more about pandemic transmissions than she ever thought she would, Dr. Lucy Jones. Today's episode is sponsored in part by SoCal Gas, who's committed to building resilience in the communities it serves. We also thank our individual supporters who help underwrite the work of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society through Patreon. Would you consider sponsoring this podcast for as little as $5 per month? Because your support enables us to serve even more communities. Simply go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and search Dr. Lucy Jones. Now let's get to it. As we head into the final days of 2021, the COVID-19 pandemic continues to consume the attention of so many Americans, especially as the new Omicron variant dominates the news and public health officials' attention. We talked back when we started this podcast, it was about June 2020, that this pandemic was going to be with us for at least a year or two. It's what we saw in 1918 when it lasted through 1920, as cyclical surges occurred seasonally. And that's what we're seeing now. But what does all this mean right now and into the next few weeks and few months, Lucy? California and a few other states have already reinstituted mandatory mask mandates when indoors at the time of this recording. Why have we slipped backward? And is it more than just the weather? Definitely more than just the weather. And we've really got to look at what's happening with Omicron. Everything about the waves is not completely understood, but it's clear that surges happen. They last for a couple months and die back, and then another surge gets going. And the appearance of a new variant is clearly a factor in getting a new surge going. So the appearance of Omicron almost certainly presages another pretty big wave. And remind our listeners again, how does a variant get going? Getting the virus means it is in your body using your cells to make copies of itself. And each time it copies itself, there is some chance of a mutation, that one of the codes for an amino acid will switch over into some other amino acid. If that expresses in the virus as something that makes it easier for the next person to catch it, it will become more common. If the virus is less virulent, meaning it makes you less sick, that also will increase its prevalence in the society, because if you're not as sick, you're going to get out and be more likely to infect other people. And that'll help that variant get going. Also, of course, obviously, if the variant is less likely to be stopped by the vaccine because it's different enough from the original, then it also gains an advantage and will be more common. So Omicron has gotten going. What does that change? I'm going to do this as a scientist, get back to the basics and come up with the equation that we need to look at and modify. So your chance of getting sick is how much virus you are exposed to compared to how much you need to be exposed to to get sick, divided by how much your body can fight it off. So let's look at how this equation changes with Omicron. First, Omicron is more transmissible. Obviously a bunch of factors, but you can think of this as needing a smaller exposure to get sick. It's no longer 15 minutes or it's not necessarily only really nearby. Second, how much you are exposed to is directly proportional to how many people in your community are sick. That number is absolutely going up. So the chances of catching it, all of those things of what you're exposed to are increased. So the numerator, which is what is your exposure, is substantially up with Omicron. The denominator, which is how your body can fight it off, that's also changed though, hasn't it? Right. So let's look at what happens with a vaccine. Vaccine works by simulating the proteins on the corona spike. That's the part of the virus that hooks into your cells and gets it in there to start reproducing. 
Omicron has more mutations of the spike proteins than previous variants. So that means the vaccine is less effective. It's important to remember, it's not black and white. It's not like the vaccine works or it doesn't work. It collapses to that for an individual, you get sick or you don't. But for the population, it's your chances of catching it get changed. And the reason is the spike has a lot of proteins on it. It's not just one thing that's being modeled. And the vaccine models all of the spike from the original COVID virus. And one of the early variants like beta would have had something like two of the amino acids changed. So you still had most of them looking exactly like what your system got from the vaccine. Omicron has changed 36 amino acids, and that's a lot. The original model of the virus had almost 10,000 amino acids, but not all of those were put into the vaccine, only the spike. So we now have a significantly larger number of the proteins that don't look like what you got from the vaccine, but the majority still do look like the vaccine. That means that you're gonna be more likely to get sick, but most people with vaccine are still protected. There's also some evidence, this is pretty early in the process, that Omicron is producing a less virulent disease that you are not getting as sick. Definitely, there are very many people getting mild cases, but we're also dealing with a population where you're getting a lot of vaccinated people getting breakthrough infections. And that means that a higher percentage of the people catching Omicron are vaccinated than catching the earlier variants. And that would give us the appearance of a less virulent strain, even if it wasn't actually true. So I think it's probably less virulent, but the data is not all the way there. And besides, even if on average you get less sick, if you now have 10 times as many cases of which half as many are going to the hospital, that still gives you five times more people going to the hospital just because so many more people got sick. So as you're talking, I feel like I understand the numerator and the denominator here in this equation, but I can't help but think about the other vaccine that is so prevalent and has been in our lives for many years, and that's the flu shot, right? The flu vaccine. How does this compare, right? We know that the flu changes every year. Scientists work sort of the last year's variant, if you will, to make next year's supply of vaccine. How does this variant sequence relate to that? It's the same process, but actually you think about the flu shot, you know what you're gonna be better off, but you still got some chance of getting the flu because it could be a different variant that comes around. There are more variants around of the flu because it's been part of the human population for so much longer. And even with Omicron, we're pretty sure that the COVID vaccine against Omicron is doing at least as good, probably quite a bit better than how the flu shot handles whatever variants are going around that year. But it is fundamentally the same issue. As the variants grow, you can't just say protect against X. It needs to be X and X1 and X2 and X3 and X4. So knowing what you know, how should people be approaching the coming weeks with family and friends, potential holiday gatherings, vacations, time off of school, and then going back to school? And maybe even a better question is like, what are you going to do, Lucy? How can people sort of learn from like, your approach to managing this moment? Right. I'm probably better off saying what I've personally chosen to do because I am not a professional in epidemiology. I'm a scientist who can understand what the data is showing. One thing it's showing is things are more dangerous. We have more spread in the community and Omicron is more transmissible. So first off, I got boosted. I did that before Omicron showed up, but it is a really important step. Each time your body creates more immune response, it's creating those antibodies, a variety of proteins. And if you can get rid of most of them, you're gonna be a lot better off. So that's the first one. Even with these mutations, the vaccine helps a lot. Second, 
facing this being so much more transmissible, activities that seemed okay a couple months ago seem more dangerous to me. Being with other people indoors, especially if they're eating and taking off their masks, is still the most dangerous thing we know about. It used to be you could say, well, we're all vaccinated, so it's okay, and you really can't say that anymore. So I'm going to be restricting some activities that I was willing to do two months ago, especially activities that involve being inside with more people. Now, outside, I know I have all through the pandemic been really reassured at how little transmission happens outside. The wind blows, it takes away the virus, you're in better shape. As this gets so much more transmissible, it does seem that unless you have a good wind blowing, being close to people outside is potentially more dangerous than it was. You now need less virus, less time exposed, etc. Hiking down a trail without a mask seems perfectly fine to me, but being in a party on a patio that maybe has got a couple walls around it, that seems to be more of a problem. So I think the bottom line is, if you are not vaccinated, the risk right now is significantly greater than it was a year ago. And remember what a year ago was like? A lot of people died in that time, and we are going into something like this with a more transmissible virus. If you are vaccinated, you're still safer, a lot safer than you were without the vaccination. Omicron is more likely to get you sick in spite of the vaccine, but there still seems to be substantial protection against getting really sick. And of course, that's the big issue. Eventually, the mutations will take this to something that is less virulent, become more like a bad flu or their common cold. But we aren't there yet, and the risk is greater now than it was in October. The bottom line is you're going to have to do your own risk assessment and decide what activities you're comfortable with, knowing that the risk is going up. With the risk going up, I know that it is going to be something that we all have to consider what's worth it and what's not as we continue to go about our daily life, both at this seasonal time, end of the year, as well as we go into sort of the reemergence of the regular schedule in 2022. So until 2022, we'll leave it at that. And as always, I'm John Buery with Dr. Lucy Jones and you getting through it. Getting through it is a production of the Dr. Lucy Jones Center for Science and Society. Visit us online to get past shows and become a supporter at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search Dr. Lucy Jones. Our music is performed by Josh Lee, and this closing music is written by our own Dr. Lucy Jones.